Then we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. Perfect. And wow. then there yeah, were probably. three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It is a much uh, calmer, tighter knit, maybe chill, small group today. It's kind of crazy, right? You've already heard all the voices that will be on this podcast today. Um, it's true. Yep. We've got James, we've got Zoe, and we've got McCoy. And we're going to finish off Ori. Um, do you know what I was wanted to say? Well, Gabe and Matt are on assignment. They're off on assignment doing <laughs> like they're whatever. field journalists. Yeah, like they're field journalists or some shit. It's they're, like they're, you know, but they're in funny. the field just like I don't know. Our field is video games, so are they just in the field playing other video games? <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, let's be real. If we know anything about everyone on this podcast, the answer is yes. <laughs> And good absolutely we wish them a great experience with the video game that they have time to play this week um this week though we had time to play the second half of ori in the blind forest but before i get there someone told me that they were going to explain to me the term gamer girl which i thought i understood that is not don't what zoe said she did not not say that she was going to explain the term gamer girl (laughs) oh okay well please do enlighten yeah (laughs) So I guess on the uh, official PlayStation Twitter account, there was a um, a trailer for a video game that was posted and then quickly deleted afterwards. But lots of people, because it's the internet, managed to get screen grabs of this game trailer of a uh, FMV video game that's going to be released called Gamer Girl. Oh, boy. Yeah. Where you okay. play, oh, it's worse than that, McCoy. Oh, it's, it's worse than that. It's worse. You play as a moderator in a girl streamer's uh, stream. What? And you you <laughs> yeah. play as the moderator, yeah. Yeah. and it you, gets like, better. It gets better, McCoy. It gets what better. The You're what? like in, involved in like you know banning people and like moderating her comment section as she's streaming, but then like at the same time, there's this underlying plot of like there are these like stalkers in her chat that are like trying to find her and like hurt her so like i i think they're trying to sell it as like a mystery game that you as the moderator have to solve like a horror yeah like a horror the, game it pretty was, much they the yeah but what mm. but also like you might be one of the stalkers that's exactly. trying to control her life yeah because you're a mod bro well, right. yeah, but also, like, she comes to rely on you, and oh, you use that power to manipulate her into doing the things that you want her to do, and, um, yeah. Like, I think Twitch is cool and all, but I never want to be in a scenario where I feel like, you know, someone is making the argument to me that they're not, like the other twitch viewers you know like they're like i'm not a crazy (laughs) twitch viewer i'm just a moderator and i'm on your side like i don't want that to exist in my life um but perhaps if picked for the podcast i would experience it through this game this is one of those fucking games man (laughs) dude it sounds like one of those fucking games where everyone's like oh my god this is such trash like and then all the youtubers are like they're heavy breathing a little like it's content like you know they're yeah. 
it's, it's coming controversial our way. content it's gonna get views exactly they want to see my reaction to the horrible shit that this guy does well especially since like hate playing things these days are like the right? trend right? right so like i feel yeah. like this they're going these these also, game developers see, are going to get what they want because people are going to hate play Gamer Girl and just try yeah. to. Did like, you see the, yeah. the picture of, of the dev team for this how game? They, how they were just all white men. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just white dudes. It's just it's Perfect. just white dudes making this yeah. game about about like terrorizing female. Well, because I I think they came the forward internet. after the backlash and they were like. We're, we created this game to shed light on the difficulties of being a female streamer. And then somebody pulled that picture being like, how, how do you know what the difficulties of being a female streamer are? And they're are? Like, like, I'll tell you why. And they look you straight in the face like, I'm a moderator on their chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, here we fucking go. They're like, I'm in their chats every day. Okay, if we are going to fucking talk about like essentially oh pop God. culture and games, I think this does uh, tie really nicely into that lawsuit that Twitch is under right now from that guy who uh, basically is trying to make the case that um, female streamers on Twitch are too sexualizing or sexualized, I guess. Not that oh like, they sexualize themselves. Oh my god, the guy themselves. that like hurt his dick masturbating too much? Yes. That guy? <laughs> well, basically oh his argument is among many other ailments and other sorts of things he has with him. He He's Ugh. a sex addict and his Twitch, because he follows all the girl streamers, is just it just forces him to compulsively mas masturbate all the time. And um, what I think is so fucking great about this, by the way, if you're listening at home slash if you're on here and you haven't seen this, if you actually go to the court case um, itself, you get to read like the logic behind it. And apparently this person is like, I guess, allegedly, like, s serially suing people. So he's he, maybe one of those types, maybe. And But you get to read the case. You get to read, like, the logical argument of why they think they can win. And at the end, it essentially ends with his personal stash of, like, pictures that he's taken from people's streams that he thinks are inappropriate. Like, kind of like he's been accumulating this, like, almost, like, notebook of screenshots of, like, look, it's fucking Alinity, and look at this view, and, like, it's, um... It's just some fucking crazy shit, man. It's just some crazy shit. And you know what I'm saying? Do you see this, Zoe? I, I I haven't actually looked at the lawsuit, but just knowing how like people usually react whenever a girl does so much as like adjust her like adjust her seat in her chair, like and then her yeah. whole chat just blows up because they're like, "Oh my god, your shirt slipped down like 0.2 centimeters." Oh my god! No, dude, it's yeah. always that. It's like this crazy backlash in the chat, and then there's like one guy whose voice is totally drawn out, but he's always saying, "I wish my face was that seat." And you're just like, "What the fuck?" And you just see it fly past, and you're like, "Dude, what the <laughs> fuck is up over here? I hate, I hate this place. I'm fucking." It's out like, of why here. is that a normalized like, haha, just joking, bro? <laughs> comment, you know? It's like, it's such a ridiculous ridiculous over-the-top thing to say and it's so normalized on the internet yeah no like there's like a there's like there's like listen i don't i don't twitch chat okay i'm not a twitch chatter um uh, but like there's this clear phenomenon i see in the twitch chat where it's like when it gets going fast enough people say shit like pretending like no one can hear me like they're whispering in a loud room or something and they want to like admit some shit um 
And I feel like people can always see them, so it's a kind of a strange behavior, but it's kind of like that here. It's like, shit's going really fast. I wonder if I can just say some just crazy shit and no one even has time to react or even notice or care, but they just see it. And you're just like, God, the fucking internet, man. The fucking <laughs> internet, God damn. So oh, I feel much. like that's just where we are now, you know? But dude, okay, yeah. wait. I will say though, if you guys have ever looked at live stream f- fail, the, the subreddit on Reddit, right the one that does just just twitch clips right and right my, my fucking great hot take about twitch clips is i'm not going to go into any of the other stuff but all i'll tell you is that structurally from the way that they design them which is they can only be a minute long um like that's the worst fucking thing possible and all i can tell you is because they they literally can't even on the subreddits that i actually care about they can't even produce a clip of an entire round of counter-strike without they so they're like wow here's an amazing ace i captured the last three kills it's like what this is like the most (laughs) useless technology of my fucking you couldn't even do a minute and a half Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah yeah clips be out there anyways that what i mean by the uh that subreddit though is that if you if you see the comments and i i do love to read the comments on a reddit thread about just some shit um it's always like when is someone gonna take down this like essentially like it's not abusive but it's like abusive power like female streamer because she showed like a tank top or something like when is someone gonna take her down and this lawsuit really feels like he was like i'm gonna fucking stand for these people (laughs) like i'm gonna take her down and you're just like i I, at least for me as an observer from the outside i'm just like dude this is fucking way too wild for me man i need to get the fuck out of here um (laughs) You have zero chill. You need to sit down and take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, like, like, cause like, because it used to be like, look at this cool gameplay moment that happened on stream, and now it's like, look what this person said about this other person's Twitter on stream, and then look at their response, but then look at, and it's just such a train wreck. My favorite thing, though, my favorite comment ever, I might have even told the story on the podcast before, but we out here. Um, the best comment ever made in, in, in uh, our live stream fail was i think it was a clip from andy milanakis or something apparently that that dude from when you were seven is apparently out there yeah. streaming and making it yeah big. he was Good a, for him. he was a uh he was a an irl live streamer back when that was cool for 10 seconds yeah i all i all i know is this that apparently he's streaming and apparently like twitch loves him and or the live stream fair loves him but he 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 did this stream allegedly where he uh like basically drank like an entire bottle of vodka on stream and just got like fucking destroyed and like nearly passed out or whatever and uh and then like an hour later he like snaps out of it and is like I'm just kidding I was acting it was water the whole time and like that's the that's the actual clip that that shows up on the subreddit and so then the first comment you know t- like so many upvotes dude it's like people are really like behind it's like i knew the whole time that he was actually faking it i was sure of it like here's examples and information and like you know like here's my fucking frame by frame analysis of this here's fucking my dissertation <laughs> <laughs> no for real and then the second one the second comment almost as upvoted but not as much and it's obvious because everyone wants to be the person who was right but the second guy was like dude he totally got me i was in for the ride i thought he was so drunk i was curious i was afraid for his health um and then the third comment is something along the lines of like imagine living in a world where any of this mattered at all to anyone 
that god live stream fail is just that comment that's what i mean like if i could do oh any contribution god. to the internet it would just be me copy and pasting Anyways. It's so true, though. You like, at least with live stream fails, you look at all the threads that dissipate off of like clips, and then you're just like, wow, everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the room, but who the hell cares? Exactly. Like, yeah. You can put it on your resume. Um, Was able to detect when Pokimane was bullshitting on her live stream oh, that she did on November 12th. <laughs> 2018. She said she, she was She didn't fine. actually like that game she was sponsored to play. Yeah, exactly. I could tell. She, she said she was fine. I knew she wasn't, so I donated $10,000. Like, it's yeah. just like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I canceled the donation because I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, dude. All I can say is that, listen, I, who knows? This game sounds like a fucking train wreck. I haven't seen anything about it. All I can tell you is that. There's an interesting kernel of an idea in there, um, you know, barring execution or whatever. But like, we're talking about this crazy fucking world that's going on beneath all these fucking. It's just, it's just in the fucking yeah, smack dab like, center of game. But like, man. if you're going to do a horror game in that area, like maybe make it from the perspective of the woman, so like people playing it can understand how that is like horrifying and wrong. Yeah, dude, um, I, I have no idea. Instead what they of should. instead of from the perspective of the guy like watching this woman, where like I don't know, creepos are just gonna be into it, dude. Who the fuck knows? And again, imagine living in a world where any of this matters. I just can't. Unfortunately, just like can't. it does matter because yeah. that literally happens to people. I know. But it's so. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think the main complaint is that this could not have come at like. It's, oh my it's god a, it's right? a read the room situation where yeah. it's like yeah right now all of these uh streamers and youtube personalities etc are like coming coming out with you know all of these allegations against them of sexual misconduct yeah. or of stalking and whatnot yep. and a lot of them are proving to be true like sure yeah. there's like the one or two that proves to be false but the majority are like proving true yeah. And, like, people are realizing that people are scumbags. And then the game's like, hey, want to play a scumbag? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's fucking... It is definitely... In the context of Read the Room, yeah, as is often the case in video games and with, with gamers, whether we... You know, no matter how popular this section of society gets, we're kind of a mess, aren't we? Like, it's just a fucking mess. Like, you just see shit and you're like... Is my name really lightly associated with this because of my interests? So, fuck. <laughs> since I didn't join you guys for The Last of Us 2, can you also just quickly run down, like, thoughts and opinions? Uh, of Last of Us 2? Yeah. I know McCoy didn't like it because there was a romance storyline. Okay, 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 <laughs> um, okay. Come the fuck on. This shit's gonna dog but, me um, my fucking death. Um, well, James, uh, you should listen back to our episodes that, uh, yeah, the last yeah, of yeah. Us I'm going to listen to them, but I, just, I haven't yet. And I just wanted a quick, like two second. We can give longer. that, but I want to preface anyone before they say that, that, um, no spoilers, you know, this is not the place for the spoilers. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we can just yeah. say really general shit if we're gonna yeah. lightly but definitely do by the way if you're out there and curious what we think uh like james is definitely do listen to those episodes there's a, a bunch yeah. of them up there now they're really really fucking good uh episodes uh 
Claire Zoe's sister was on. Awesome! I'm excited to hear it. that they're that you guys are like proud of those episodes. That's great. I'm proud um, of those episodes. I didn't clear that. Yeah. Episode. So I'm proud McCoy of those didn't like the the strong female shoulders. Oh my god! <laughs> no. That's Why does this have to be right? me? Why do I always yeah. become the internet guy that nobody likes? In fact, even in one of those episodes, I was like, "Hey, I, I want to say something because, that didn't land." Because for me, everyone but... knows that it's so not you oh, that it's god. it's it's funny by you know. Um, I mean, I think we all came to the conclusion after all three episodes that we would like for Naughty Dog to release a DLC specifically of Abby's workout routine so we could get arms oh, really? as her. <laughs> Dude, it's perfect. They need to motivate that shit for quarantine, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling oh, you, it's the perfect time to do something. Oh, my God. The or is what if the woman by. that they modeled her character off of, what if she just released her workout routine? Can accept that which i think like she does because she's like a crossfit personality who yeah. probably does post her workouts yeah you're probably so. right yeah i think but, i think the takeaway from that game is it's a massive roller coaster ups and downs flaws strengths but at the end of the, the right? day it's a really powerful experience that doesn't necessarily have mm. to be a positive power experience but it also doesn't entirely mean it's a negative positive experience and it really challenges what is a good game, what the concept of good is when you relate it to a game, like where enjoyment and fun exist in artistic works. It really it really goes into that uh, area. And that might not be for everyone, but if that is for you, um, there's a lot to, to, to think about and to tease apart and to experience in that game. Is that fair, Zoe? Yeah, I'd say that's really fair. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Um, but little did you know, we did not play Last of Us 2 this week. Okay. Actually, I fucking did, but that's not important. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what I actually played this week that we came here to talk about is Ori and the Blind Forest, the second half. And I wanted to open it with this concept. I felt, at least in my own particular opinion, uh, closing out the first episode, that this game was starting to show its true face when you got the ability to jump off projectiles and enemies. It was like, oh, this is the game, right? You've got some wall jump. You you know, you started out with very little pieces. It felt very naked. There was a lot of momentum going on there. And as they added things, it felt like it was more and more and more realized to the point where, yeah, you can wall jump, you can maybe double jump, you can jump off projectiles. And all of a sudden it felt like the ability to make it around, uh, you make your way around this world starting to feel really cool and powerful and if you're pulling it off it flows really nicely and all of a sudden it felt like oh the game's arrived so looking at this next section the question i have for you guys is is that true do you feel like the game realized itself here and started to blossom and started to go out there and be what it wanted to be and really you just got to relish and dance with these controls or, or how did you feel like the second half landed based on what they really started to hint at towards the end of the first I mean, I personally, I, I do, I'm in heavy agreement that the game feels more heavily realized then. But even then also, I feel like after the Ginso Tree segment, the game also just kind of burst forth with light. And that might just be also because the water's clear in the forest. So things are just a lot brighter in general. Yeah. Uh, and you can now do more stuff in the world, such as swim. Um, and also, I just found the 
the soundtrack of the areas that you reach in the second half of the game just seem to be a little bit more lively, a little bit more upbeat. Sure. Um, and I was stringing, like I, I was kind of letting that flow help me in stringing my newfound abilities together. Mm. And it created just, yeah, this beautiful flow throughout the game that I really enjoyed. Um <laughs> immensely more than say the first part of this game AK because I was on mouse and keyboard but also you know <laughs> B because you just have so many more abilities at this point and I think because you have a little bit more abilities it's kind of like that oyster shell kind of cracking open so now the world is becoming your oyster so like you know you're like mm. oh my god all of these areas I couldn't reach before I can now reach so you're backtracking in areas enemies that used to be a little bit difficult to surpass or now you're just like one shotting no problem as you're you know going around um i really like that it just really the game really seemed to come alive in the second half yep that is awesome and i would also yeah. say just to add on top of that this is i mean my guess from the outside i haven't really watched you play and i don't really know but from hearing you talk about it i also think because you've gotten over the initial hurdle of not just maybe just platformers period but specifically this platformers you uh, this platformer you you're really like at this level now where you can start to like enjoy what they want you to enjoy out of it doesn't have to be the most brutal suffering for every room because it's so fucking hard and why won't my hands do what they want me to do and there's plenty of that still to be had in this section but i feel like you probably got to 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 start to execute on what both the game wants but also what you're seeing in your in your in your mind's eye in these rooms and with these powers and uh that just feels good like that just like you're you're like getting into the genre i feel like and mm -hmm. i think that's like so fucking cool because um this is not a, an inviting genre despite how inviting this game is and we talked about that right but once you sort of crest that initial hill um you're in a place where you can learn where you can get better where your skills can get better your hands can execute better um, and you get to literally reach higher heights as a result. And it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's satisfying. Like, like there's a point when you get, even just early on when you get wall running, where it becomes like walls are like, they used to be like terrifying for me. Like I hated them. I wanted to be on solid ground. Now all of a sudden I live half this game, if not the entirety of this game on a wall. I'm fine. Even before you could sit and, and hold on the wall itself. You just you just exist up in the skies, you know, and that's like the platformer dream. It's like you are comfortable up above everything. You're not scared, even though you're not on the ground, and like that comes with like a certain level of of technical ex uh, excellence, yeah, and, and ex uh, execution and skill and stuff. Do do you feel Zoe, like you you were starting to get that? Like you start like you felt like you could continually get better and better and better as this game posed more and more challenges, and you felt like you could actually get on this this train yeah i I, I would say that and i think more importantly this game has kind of trained my eye into looking for sections of the game to you know skill off of and therefore create my own like pre-planned flow in my head which right. was really cool mm. to see and i think right. that's honestly a skill that you gain playing platformers in general, right? You go into a room, you're like, okay, here's how it's laid out in front of me. Let me look at the clues around to see what I what I can probably do to get from point A to point B. 
And so I think I finally got that sense going in, going into this where, you know, I would enter a room, see maybe like, I don't know, a life cell in the upper right hand corner. And it's like, oh, it looks so difficult to get up to. And I'm like, you know what, if I, I think if I wall run here, jump, dash in air, and then also like, uh, you know, pop off of this enemy's uh, little uh, projectile that it shoots off of, and then maybe do another jump, but then also body slam down to break this wall. Like, I think I can get there. And then you kind of execute it, and maybe I would fail the first couple of times, but just being able to, I don't know, foresee what I needed to do and then just be able to execute on that uh, and have it work was just yeah. really magical. Like yeah. it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would yeah, actually make that. I mean, so can I just say like, that's part of why I love platformers is that feeling of, um, <clears throat> just like the, the flow of like seeing that you need to do something and then like working at it and then doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the end. Right, because every game yeah. kind of, and we talked before, like games, James and I both like puzzle games. So I was actually mm -hmm. viewing each room as a puzzle now mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. um, you know, the answers were just a string of abilities you had to get to, to get to that point. Um, yeah. And so that was also just really cool being able to train my brain to think in that way, uh, in a way which I really wasn't even able to do before. Like, I'm trying to think back to how I approached Celeste and mm -hmm. I think, and, and again, I said, I say, I want to go back to that game and play it on controller to maybe see <clears> if <throat> I can get this kind of magical bit happening with that game. Um, Celeste felt more like bashing my head against a wall and just waiting <laughs> for something to fit. Yep. This game was more of like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do because uh, I have figured it out in my mind. I just need to put it down on paper. Yep. And like, I feel like surely like adding to that, we've gotten a little better at saving. We've gotten a lot. You said you were hundred percenting it. I don't know if you hundred percent succeeded, but I'm sure you had a ton of I save. did indeed. Wow. There you fucking go. Nice job. <laughs> Um, so you probably relatively middle of the road here had like a bunch of health at some point and a bunch of uh, save points and probably got more familiar with save points too. And, and as a result of all that, it's like you start to kind of get in the flow. You get into a room, you save so that you don't fuck yourself and get mad. And then you're like, well, how do I solve this room? And then you think to yourself, maybe I'll just jump off this cliff and see what it looks like. And you're not attempting to win. You're just attempting to like figure out and see the whole room so you can solve it. And yeah, yeah, totally. A hundred percent. I I would suicide probably going into some of these rooms, especially on Mount Horu, mm -hmm. where you're going into these little tiny chambers to get rid of some lava. And what I would always do is I would always jump, and then you get this like feather floaty parachute thing. Yeah. So I would just yeah. like jump up, parachute my way around the room, seeing what I could avoid, trying to like scope out everything, um, and then just die, and then be like, okay, no biggie. I know what I need to do now. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's awesome. Like, I actually think it's it's really funny. I I mean, like, I don't mean to like fucking harp on this forever, but this is such an interesting concept intellectually to me because I feel like what we're watching, and from from you is something that just recently happened to me with platformers with Hollow Knight. Is like I'm starting to be able to to do what you're talking about in your mind and, and with the execution and just thinking about them differently. And once you have that switch, it's like it's cool to become more accessible. That's such a that's such a cool thing. Um, but what I tie it back to is. Uh, you know, if we think about Mass Effect, and I just think about, you know, 
uh, like so specifically your tendencies in, in games is like to lower the difficulties and to keep the gameplay light so you can experience the story. And by the way, you're probably mostly like 100% right to do that. But what's interesting is that there's an occasional game that comes around that can give you this experience in the middle of a story game also. And I think that's what people are searching for. They're searching for that dance of mechanics and gameplay in the middle of their story game. Like that's kind of what they're looking for. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. And it's not for everyone and it's and it's cool, but I, I wonder if you're starting to see like why someone might say, oh, the gameplay sucks of this game is because they, they're looking for this almost puzzle element in it. Uh, that has to do with them figuring it out mentally, potentially on the fly, but potentially through meditation, but also, you know, this execution and all that. And there are select few games that actually do it. And so many games are not worth your time to try to learn because they never fully execute on it because it's not really their main focus. And it's something that's kind of haphazard, um, but some are. And uh, I feel like that's what a lot of people are searching for when they play the games on hard is they're looking for like almost a puzzle experience like this right in the middle of their triple a game um mm -hmm. yeah mm. and actually i will say this is the first game that i never lowered the difficulty on I, I kept it on normal the entire way through um inadvertently i actually didn't realize there was a difficulty <laughs> I didn't setting. Know either. wait there's <laughs> um, a difficulty setting for this yeah game? what the fuck is yeah <laughs> nice what the fuck um, when you load your save it says like <clears throat> difficulty normal or something like that so um huh I realized towards the end that you could actually switch it over to easy. And I was like, you know what though? Like this was a good challenge. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. And I think the difference, you know, mass effect I'm playing to, yeah, the mass effect I'm playing to just get to the next part of the story. Whereas with Ori <laughs> story, Ori, um, <laughs> Ori, I'm just, uh, <laughs> Like the the story elements are nice in Ori, but they're not what I am gunning for yeah. per se. Um, it's more of like a a slight reward, but for the most part, I'm hungry to get to the next area of the map to see what that's all mm. about. Yeah, mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. just beat that room and to like just there's a moment of like fuck yeah, did you fucking see that? Like because it's just so yeah. clean when it's clean. You're like damn. Um. Yeah, and so it's just interesting to me because this is a gameplay game with so much amazing window dressing. And there are so many other games that have different, you know, uh, main priorities. Like this might be a story game with some other window dressing. But I feel like, I feel like, you know, people come to games with different expectations. Um, at this one, I think it's realistic to understand what you're going to get out of it. But I do think that's a lot of where we see frustration with certain games for certain people is... Um, they come to it expecting a different like level of almost difficulty, but like gameplay in it. I mean, I think a lot about the Witcher where a lot of people really liked the combat in the Witcher and a lot of people really hated the combat of the Witcher. And to me, it de is a hundred percent dependent on whether or not you really like the combat in dark souls. Like they're just not the same thing and that's totally okay. But if you come to this game with like Witcher that has so much uh, story and so much world building and so much, whatever, and, and so much cool stuff about the enemies and all this stuff. And then you realize that like you feel like the combat system's a little hollow. Like it, it, it nags on you because you've played that game that was so focused on the combat system that had that as like the primary thing. And I, I feel like that's kind of part of why people's expectations are a little weird is because they've played all these specialized games and they kind of expect these big games to be like everything at once, like perfect. Um, and that's a lot to ask.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> fun fact in this game. So, oh, can I yeah. can I just say, like, I've played this game through twice. I didn't play it this time, but I did watch McCoy play. Once again, just getting that out there. And um, I totally agree that, um, like, the reason that I love this game is that the uh, mechanic where you dash through enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it it creates this, like, beautiful um, gameplay experience where you're, like, flying through the air and you're relying on your enemies to move across the screen. Um, so it's this interesting dance of, like, manipulating your enemies to shoot in the way that you want them to in order to, uh, like, send things that you can jump through at, um, or off of or whatever is the right verb. Um, <clears throat> and I just I just love that kind of the dance that you do. Um, I, I think it's so fluid and, and um, rewarding. And, and, and in a way, also, it's interesting because, you know, as you're jumping at an enemy projectile, you you send the projectile out behind whatever direction yeah. you're going towards. Right. And so I'd find sometimes, at least in Mount Horu, where I'd accidentally destroy the enemy that's providing yep. me those things. And then I'm like free falling <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I need you, enemy. Like, yeah. I need yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, I, I think... <clears throat> That mechanic also just does such a good job, I think, at expressing a feeling that the game wants you to feel in that moment. We didn't talk about it really much last week, but like escaping the Ginso tree Mm -hmm. when the water levels are rising. So you are just you are you are stringing all of these um, all of these jumps off of all these projectiles, just fighting your way up to the surface of this tree and in a way, it just kind of feels slightly desperate. Definitely. Like, I kind of just felt that desperation of, like, we need to escape out of here. Um, and anytime the the owl, I forget the owl's name in this game. Uh, Who knows? Like, uh, every time. Koru? Yeah, Koru. So every time, like. Kuro? Kuro. Yeah, I think Whatever. it's Kuro. Um, every time Kuro is, uh, <clears throat> is chasing you and you just kind of are, are also stringing your abilities and you're doing that uh, that sort of mid-air jump uh, from enemy to enemy, trying to escape Kuro, like that is also, it, it just displayed such uh, such an emotion, uh, an, an emotive action uh, that was really, that, that I guess like yeah. was what the feeling that the game wanted you to feel in that moment. Yeah. Uh, the music swelling so cool. and just everything about it is just, really hitting that emotion you're talking about yeah Yeah. i would also say something that i think i just want to say here related to this ability because i think it's something that we all take for granted in our souls but might not vocalize if we're not careful is that it also stops time for a second and gives you a second to just think about what your next move is and i fucking love that because like Mm -hmm. sometimes games are like you have to be quick thinking on your like 19th move of your like fucking room and it's fucking (laughs) brutal dude but this game gives you that moment to like stop aim think all i have to do to get to the next one is launch off this thing make sure i get the double jump to the right height at the right time grab another one and you can kind of like play it sequentially like that too so it allows a little it's a kinder to you and allows like a little bit more like flow 
out of you and a little bit more time and thinking. And I think that's just so fucking cool too. Just so that those emotions and that, that flow can really hit. Um, yeah, I think pacing was something that they might've put attention to in those segments where like they, they want to make some of these boss segments, you know, difficult to get through. But I think they also want to give you a chance at the same time, like you say, to just be able to maybe look a few steps ahead and chart out the course that you're going to take uh, and the means that you're going to take. And it's very brief. I think like it's a one second total that sure. you're ever like totally frozen. But those are precious seconds yeah. <laughs> in this game. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. And it's... Yeah, dude, like that part. And by the way, they get crazy with it too. Like some of the shit you're doing at the end involves literally like you're both jumping to keep yourself alive and propelled forward through this maze of spikes and enemies. But also you're trying to make sure that every time you jump somewhere properly, it's killing something elegantly behind you with the opposite direction. And you're just doing some really, really crazy stuff with it. Um, but it's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. Like, there's no doubt about it like like I, yeah going going back to just the premise of like did this game like blossom in the second half i definitely thought i mean you know listen i'm sure we have small critiques here and there but like yeah dude like i i really felt like there was a flow to it and a, and like a just sort of a magicness to it that you find in the gameplay that's present in all the window dressing and the artistry and the whatever else of the graphics and music that that just it all just really started to come together uh, mm -hmm. and it was just it cool. seems like the whole vision of the game makers just came together into one grand flourish yeah like it gave the game a pulse i think where it's just like this is the life that they wanted to give this thing and boy is it like you know cultivating into this great crescendo right now yeah um for sure and on top of all that it didn't need to be 90 hours do you know what i mean <laughs> Like it ended and I, maybe I'm just like sensitive. We playing a lot of long games, but it, um, <laughs> it had a lot in it and you traverse a lot of ground, but it doesn't, it lets you go at some point, you know, it's not like you sit there and I mean, I know it does it a little bit where you like run away from a boss the first time, but it's not like, don't worry the, the princess is in another castle like nine times so they can have like 40 zones. Like it just isn't really mm -hmm. like that. And, and like towards the end, they just let you just just like joyously traverse all this terrain uh like this older terrain and just like just just flow through it so easily and and eventually they just sort of like get to this point where they're like yeah th this boss section is going to be a bunch of puzzle rooms that are not insanely hard a couple of them might be hard here or there um but like <clears throat> you're we're kind of showing you what you need to do you need to do these you know six rooms or so they're relatively short you can easily checkpoint and then you know you're al almost done like it, it didn't it didn't overstay its welcome i feel like um which i really appreciated i think that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah it definitely it, the the final like yeah the final puzzle chambers and like the final escape really felt like i don't know i even came into that feeling like prepared to face whatever i was facing as well like you feel like you've got you know i've leveled up all of my sure. stats sure. <laughs> i'm ready to go um you know I, you do kind of feel this air of completionist as you go through that and i mean like that also could be because i 100 percent of the game definitely where you know you 
there comes a point once you wipe the entire map clean where you're like, okay, I can proceed forward and proceed in peace. And, uh, and also just the, I, I agree. The story just felt, it didn't feel so, uh, drawn out in some ways that I think a lot of, uh, story games or games with a story just, uh, suffer from sometimes where they're like okay how do how can we make this 12 hours yeah. i honestly think the whole s- story of ori in the blind forest probably is only done in like i don't know four or five hours but like you spend a lot of time just retraversing over the land you've already done to maybe find hidden areas and whatnot um yeah. but the the story itself was just very like simple it was like, we're going to go yeah. do this, find this token, find this light, find this shroud, like, boom, you're yeah. done. Congratulations. Yeah, like it didn't. And there's like three basic temples yeah. to use the like terminology of Link. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't seven yeah. temples and it wasn't three hidden temples post, you know, like they never, they never were yeah. like, hey man, if you enter through this doorway you'll never be able to come back so get everything then you do and it's like a you know an end sequence of like three more temples where you're just like going hard it was kind of like i I actually remember thinking like okay so they have one more section left of this game and they didn't just ended and i was like totally happy with that i was like cool okay like i think we kind of did it like they they kind of told it to us as it was going to happen and it kind of happened so so nice all the way around um I do want to ask one thing that I was thinking about. I'm not sure, you know, listen, I mean, everyone's got their own personal limits. I did feel like at the very end when they had the fucking super dash off the walls and then they had like there were points where it's like you're using. I think towards the end it was it was getting a little tongue twistery for me. Like and I think that's just my own limit, like my own skill, uh, not ceiling, but where I'm at right now where it was like I was just like, OK, wait, so I need to like jump and then press y but then i need to like be smash like attacking at the same time but then i need to make sure to like do and there was just like a a, like grab on this one but then this one i need to be charging up on and then there was a there was a lot i feel like a lot by the end um it it was just like it was just at the limit of like if they added me another mechanic i was like i'm not sure if i could do this man like i'm I'm right there yeah i think they hit the sweet spot with number of mechanics um i maybe maybe it was perhaps one too many if I were to give like a number um, only because I was finding myself forgetting I had certain abilities sure. and then like being like, why can't I get through this section? Oh wait. Like the one I kept on forgetting a lot of times was the floating mechanic mm-hmm. where like, mm. you know, technically if you jump off an enemy projectile and the enemy doesn't shoot one immediately after I can float there for yep. a little bit and yep. wait for the next one. Right. Instead, I was just, yeah. I was free falling a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but like I said, it was only maybe about one ability max that I might yeah. forget yeah. for a time. Um, so I do think they probably achieved a sweet spot in terms of abilities where it makes sense from a flow standpoint and then also makes sense from a memory standpoint as well. Because I agree, like it does kind of start to get really jumbled after a while where you're like, well, especially also if you like level up abilities and you know you have triple d- jumps sure, and sure. dashes through midair and all that stuff. Um, yep. But I, 
I found it to be again like the the perfect mix of like like I had to I had to turn on my brain. It wasn't something that was coming uh, muscle memory like I did have to think about it. Um, And then maybe I was forgetting uh, an ability, maybe, you know, like I said, one ability max. Um, But I think I did well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would agree. It's like they're right there. Like, and, and again, this might just be a testament to like both of us being relatively new in the genre, but like, at least for me as wherever I was, it was like, okay, this is a lot. This is a lot, but it's like right there. It's like mostly, um, chilling. Occasionally I'd forget for the one that I'd forget was like the simplest one. The one where you can just jump up really high from the ground. I would just constantly forget that I had that and be like wall running over places. Cause I had spent so much time. Yeah. And, and, and James can <laughs> yeah, attest to this. I had spent so much time <laughs> where like you look at a puzzle and people are like, mm, I don't know if you can get that. And I'm like, watch this dude. If I actually do like this wall run into like jump out and then jump back in, I think I can hit the side of this. And then I was, I was using wall runs so much that I would just forget. You could just well, jump up really high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one major difference between this game and uh, Hollow Knight is that Hollow Knight is um, Hollow Knight has a lot of mechanics, uh, a lot of like, I guess similar. Like it has a, a mechanic where you like hop up the side of a wall, sure. right? Um, and because it's, I mean, it's a platformer. Most of these mechanics are just platformer mechanics and like shared across the genre. But um, in terms of uh, like like the comparison between the two, I think that Hollow Knight's design is much more like level design. It's much more like um, uh, I don't know what's the right word. It's like it's sparser. Um, it's very beautiful, but like the lines are, are sharper, are flatter um, for walls and stuff. So it's much clearer when something is possible sure. because it's really clear in each room that something was designed to be possible or not, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, <clears throat> um, you would see something that was like maybe possible and your training in Hollow Knight is like, if it's maybe possible, it's probably designed to be possible. Whereas in this game, I feel like they designed it with kind of a different mentality of, yeah, sure. We can let them do that. (laughs) Like if they figure it out. Oh, definitely. That's fine. Okay. I, now that I understand what you're saying. Yes. The, the level of, fudgeability in this game that only gets added to more and more and more as they add more and more abilities like a triple jump is a great example of like i could there's you because you're not required to get a triple jump right they the whole game has to be beatable with a double jump but if you have a triple jump you can just brutally miss the double jump like perfect execution (laughs) and just get away with the triple jump and and be okay and and there's a lot of different ways that can work like i'm pretty sure i solved some of the puzzles in ways that they I'm not, so I won't go as far as to say they didn't intend it, but it's not the obvious way that they're signaling. It felt like some weird, like, wow, actually, like, I really did not expect to be able to do this wall jump technique here. But actually, if you do this, like, if you, you know, if you draw this enemy from the other room into this room, then use that to get a wall jump to get a, so there was definitely like a, like a, like a fudge ability here. Um, whereas it starts, I think that's part of like why when it adds abilities, it, it, it kind of opens up so much. It starts so rigid. 
and then it gets so open i feel like like towards the end mm -hmm. with all the abilities mm -hmm. you're using and that's definitely super cool I definitely feel like there were some areas of the map that were supposed to be achievable through a super jump that I was able to get through with the triple jump before gotcha. getting that ability. Yes. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. I had to do some really crazy, maybe glitchy shit to get there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I definitely had to do a lot of changing direction in midair and it was difficult to get to, but it was possible. Yes. And satisfying. Um, Right, yeah, I definitely felt like, oh man, I'm a boss, and I get super jump, and I'm like, well, that could have saved yeah. me maybe about ten minutes I spent on this area of the map, but I don't know, it, it's its own, it's its own level of achievement. Yes, I feel. Yes. Um, one thing I also want to say, um, in terms of just opening up the map a little bit, is I also appreciated that as you're unlocking certain temples in the world. It makes other areas of the map more easier to surpass, like places you've already tried yeah. before, yeah. easier to surpass, probably because they're aware at that point, you're just here to get some hard to get orbs. Yeah. Like you really don't want to have to deal too much with mechanics at this standpoint. So like, for instance, uh, the, the wind temple, you go to other areas of the map and there's a big gust of wind that you can just float up instead of having to maybe string together a bunch of du double jumps and jump on certain platforms that spring you through the air. Like right. they're like, no, 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 no. You can just, you can just float through this. Like yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. Yes. And, and also like at the same time, it, it was cool to revisit areas of the map with my newfound abilities and just kind of have this like, look how far I've come moment yeah. where like, I think in particular, there's an area that has a bunch of plants that are spitting out just balls of projectiles. Um, and I remember mm -hmm. going through that area at the very beginning of the game and it's all timing based and you just have to, you have no choice but to just jump over these projectiles. And I remember dying a lot yeah. and I was like, wow, this is difficult. But then going through it, once you have that mid-air uh, mid projectile launch, like you're just going through that area like tearing through that yeah. area no problem and you feel like a badass you're like i'm so i'm grown up <laughs> look yes. at me mom like <laughs> yeah 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 totally and and yeah. that's like a cool part of that's like really innate to like a lot of games it's just like especially rpgs and this is to some degree is an rpg but like it's more than that but just if you yeah you really do get a sense of like you've grown and you're you're better but like not i would say like definitely with your abilities and that's probably 90 percent of it but i would say also with your skill too and just familiarity and you look at some of these old areas and like for instance especially when they um you know like the frogs that shoot you you know and then like their start they're like purple and they shoot this like arc projectile at you and then eventually they, they become green and it's like really fast and it like homes almost and you're just like it's fucking devastating unless you grab it and throw it back at them like when you fight those for so long, you kind of like um, adjust to its pace and it's hit you enough times that you're like, okay, never mind, fuck that. Like, here's what I have to do to you. And then when I was running through some of the earlier areas and like seeing the original iteration of the frog where it's really slow, it just felt like the game was in slow motion because I had just heightened my oh. sense of understanding the game. Do you, know, do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. I, I was struggling to figure remember what enemy you're talking about, but I I know now what you're saying. Like you're talking about the frogs that first spit out like yeah, like a pink projectile yes. and it's really slow yes. and just kind of like goes two feet yes. <laughs> in front of them. And then eventually there's a green one that like tries to like catch you basically trying to hit it in between, you know, you're like trying to get hit it, but then really you just catch it. Anyways. Yeah, like, but but those in particular, and I felt the same way about a lot of the early puzzles. You just look at those rooms and they feel so simple. They feel so basic. And the enemies feel so slow and so unthreatening. And part of that's because you have all these other abilities and because you have all this health. Order, but part of it's just you've grown, I feel like. Like, you're just better. You're At least for me, I was faster. Like, and so I just felt like, hmm, like quaint almost, you know, for the early yeah. parts of the game. And that's super cool. So, okay, we've we yeah. I mean, so have you have either of you ever played like a Metroidvania game before? This like is this, the first. Like this is this is the first this is Metroidvania game I've ever played. McCoy, I've played a lot like, of games that have elements of Metroidvania, but they may not be okay. Like two D, they may not be, you know. Well, I mean, I would consider like the Metroid Prime games to be Metroidvania games. Right. Like if you're if you're taking it to the level of games that allow you to retraverse old territory with new abilities, a Metroidvania, then I've played some. If you're considering it like, you know, specifically like really etched in the mold of like those 2D ones, then like which you've just said maybe not, but then no. So um I've definitely experienced like going back to old areas and being like, now I can do X, Y, Z and it's easy. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Is also, I think it's also coupled right with a lot of backtracking and uh, like uh, a lot of like, fuck, I don't want to go back there. What the fuck? I was just there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And like, we were watching a speed run that was like 13 minutes long because like there's some glitches at the beginning to skip some shit. And then you just go to the first like temple and then just glitch right to the last frame of the game. Basically. Uh, it's just, it's insane. But the thing that we learned from that speed run was that you can fast travel which I just thought that was self-explanatory. <laughs> I did that so much in my game. So like, yeah, the 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 speedrunner fast traveled through one of the wells and I was just like, yeah, this is this is cool and then McCoy and James and Elena are just like, "What?" Yep. <laughs> like I probably that. knew that back when I was playing the game, you know, myself, yeah, but probably. like but like I mean, maybe not, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we ended up doing a lot of like, so we didn't hundred percent the game, but we got a lot of stuff and it ended up just being like, Hmm, it's very, so hollow Knight, we the comparison a million times over. It does have fast travel, but it's very limited, very limited. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of backtracking and stuff like that, which actually in that game really, really works super, super well because, um, it never really lets you feel like you're, out of the 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 jungle or the the fucking chaos or the evil or the whatever or like the danger i guess because it's not always evil and it's not always chaos but you're never just out of the danger like oh, i'm just gonna chill like it's a lot of like i'm doing this huge expedition and while i'm down there i'm down there um so like i was just used to like okay well i guess on the way i'll just pick up these three things 
Like it didn't even bother me. Like, oh yeah, I'll just run through this area, uh, checking the map as I go and I'll grab these two things. And so like, it didn't even like occur or bother us at all that there was no fast travel. <laughs> We're just used to it. Yeah, that is that is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it definitely felt <clears throat> like there was a lot of like, once you get a certain ability, it's like, hey man, you can just grab this thing now. Like it, if you're like, oh, cool. Like that shit's free. I'm just going to go over there and okay, jump, jump, wall jump, dash, glide. Okay, cool. Like, nice. <laughs> I'll take that. All right, moving on. <laughs> like, And so it was nice. You're running through the areas. Like, I remember this area. That was pretty cool. Let's just swim under here. Grab that. Okay, let's jump to the fucking ceiling and grab that. Okay, nice. Let's move on. Um, and I, so even though we didn't 100% it, but to sort of answer, not your question really, but you said like, okay, I 100% the game and I felt really prepared for the end section. I think we also pl- uh, felt very prepared for the end section. We didn't 100%, right? We didn't get everything, but we felt very leveled up and, and we had a lot of health and whatever else. And it's because, you know, basically we never fast traveled anywhere. We just grabbed everything on the way back when we could. So it, it felt like there was a intentional flow, even though apparently you can just jump. It felt like there was a very clear, like you get this ability and you're over on the left and then you run back through the middle of the map and you can grab like three fourths of everything you need to grab. Just like on the way back. If you want to run there. Yeah. So like we were definitely very well prepared from what felt like sort of a natural just sort of trajectory. Right. And I think also I, w- I would probably then conclude also on your part, like because you felt prepared, like the game, the game doesn't punish you for not 100 percenting an area. Because yeah. um, I think by the time I finished uh, the game, I had maxed out my health and my spirit orbs and i maxed out all three branches of the of the skill paths Mm -hmm. that you could take and i still had five ability points left over to spend that i i could spend on nothing um so wasn't like was it worth it i don't know i got the xbox achievement i'm proud but you know also like it is nice that you could still probably... Uh, did you end up maxing out your ability path at all? Uh, we maxed out specifically the one that ends in less damage from enemies. And okay. we maxed out... That was like blue and red. Yeah, the damage the damage, one as well. And then Leaving the, the one. one that okay. is like, I'll show you where all the things are. I'll show you where the things are. I'll show you where all the other things right. are. We like sort of left that one to be what it was. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, but but but, but also you weren't intending to 100% the game. No, but also I felt that even though like it it I will give the game credit for this. It felt um I can't even I'm not even sure if they deserve this level of credit, but it felt like perfect. I got the last ability that I actually cared about right before the final boss or the final section. It was just like perfect. I feel completely prepared. Like, and I never went out of my way other than like, sure, okay, I'll go down there. That's not so bad. Like, I went out of my way, definitely, but like never like, well, that, you know, but like that. It it wasn't like, oh man, now we have to go all the way across the map in order to like 100% this area that I don't want to go back to. Yeah. And, And like, I would just say like, it's just what you enjoy about the games. Like, like, so if you enjoyed the fact that you got to check that stuff off your list and like do all these cool and just see everything and like enjoy these different puzzles and like just do all that, then that's, then that's it. Like, that's what it is. That's worth it. Um, right. Like call it, call it OCD or whatnot. But like, I, 
had great satisfaction over the fact that, A, they give you a number when you clear an area. So you could see like Moon Grotto 100%. And so you're like, cool. Yeah. But then also, I think I maxed out the like revealing items and secret areas branch. I think I maxed that one out second Mm -hmm. uh, after the defense against enemies. Um, Mm. I maxed out the finding things and it was just perfect because it just revealed where by the time you max it out, it reveals where everything is on the map. And so you're just like, okay, picked up this ability point. Look at the map. The map is empty. I'm done here. Moving on. Like, there's just something so satisfying about like clearing that whole entire area out for me. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's so funny that people want to term that what they want to term it. And I've definitely heard OCD over and over and over again. And it's funny to me because it's like, I actually think it's kind, it's not the opposite, but I, I don't I don't know what it, where it is on a spectrum comparison to OCD, but I just mean like, it always feels like, accomplishment or like thoroughness like i feel like it's such a different concept than that to me it's like the people i know that 100 percent things are the people that like they just like want to be prepared they want to like do everything and like they get the value in the low-key time of like hmm i guess what i'll do is i'll just run over there and grab this you know it'll take a couple of minutes but i think i can do it and like it'll help prepare me for this journey and i'll be sure that i've done all this stuff and i you know i have everything and like it yeah, it, it, people are always like, yeah, dude, I just, I just have to, man, I have to get all the achievements. And I'm like, whenever they say that, I'm like weirded out. Like, oh, you have to get all the achievements. But then like when I actually talk to these people, it, it's always often just like a way more positive experience for them than like a have to. It's like a, oh, I enjoy doing mm. this. I enjoy going out there and grabbing all this stuff and thinking about how I can properly grade all these things in a somewhat efficient path. And sometimes, you know, just low key going out there and solving a puzzle. Like, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. It's it's somewhere in the middle for me. Like I, I like to get a lot of stuff, but I don't and I like the challenge too. Like if it is a challenge, I'll I'll totally be up for it. But at some point I, I don't expect myself to be perfect, so at some point I just move on. It's like it's okay. Um let's talk about this. Yeah, I think for me oh, because like it because you're able to see, like literally see on the map where everything is, like therefore I kind of feel this obligation to go back <laughs> and get everything. Um, whereas like in games such as like, I'll just give last of us as an example, like throughout last of us Two, you can choose to pick up these trading cards that mm-hmm. Ellie collects. And like, I know I didn't collect all of the hidden trading cards throughout that game, but yet like I'm with that game, I'm content with the amount that I picked up for her because also there isn't like this number of like. 11 out of 15 or like something like that like it doesn't give me a countdown like as soon as it gives me like a number or a percentage like i'm like oh shit i gotta do this (laughs) yeah well i remember back in the fucking old school era of games i don't know if it still is but like it used to be like i wonder if this is actually like a direct result of achievements trying to take like changing what it is to get because, like, you know, some games are like, yeah, like you said, like 16 of these. Like, for instance, in this game, it's very clear, like, how many health things there are, um, you know, or whatever. But, like, back in the day, it used to be like, huh, I can collect 10 or 16 of these, I should say. I wonder what they'll give me. Like, I wonder what cool thing they'll give me if I go out of my way to do this. And, like, 
now sometimes the games are like achievement that's the cool thing that i give you and i'm like that's so fucking lame i wanted to like fly on a magic sword (laughs) i wanted to do something um i don't know i just i just think about that a lot because like they just give you achievements sometimes for this stuff and it's like cool i 100 percented it but what i always want in like a you know a far cry game or something like those open world games is i want just like a super overpowered weapon or i want a crazy vehicle or i just i don't know i want something that feels like cheats you know for like beating the game um some games do that some games don't but i always i always think about that because like i think ratchet and clank would give you really cool stuff way way back in the day if you were like very completionist about it um but that's a really cool thing like why not give people awesome stuff think about it um in this case they give you the the peace of mind of proceeding forward and being strong true (laughs) fair enough um Okay, I do want to talk about, though, the one thing that I think, if we're being honest with ourselves, and I don't know, maybe you guys don't feel this way, but if we're being honest with ourselves, or if I'm being honest with myself, the one thing that I think holds this game back, not back, but just never truly gelled with me, or I never really enjoyed in a meaningful way, is the combat. I I don't like the way that it flows of, like, you kind of have to stand next to something and just mash a button i never i don't know that to me just never really clicked with me like i didn't i didn't hate it It didn't really bother me but it it always just felt weird lesser something that i i I don't know did anyone else find that or everyone else love it or i just kind of saw it as a non-issue yeah mainly because i don't mind mash button gameplay Mm -hmm. when when the time calls for it I think this game just wanted to specialize in the actual moving mechanics of a platformer. Um, And like, it's cool that they give you enemies, but I think they just didn't really want to bother too much with having you struggle solely based on combat. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I also think that like, Honestly, in in development, they probably focused more on the movement mechanics than the combat mechanics. And then they ran out of buttons. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like there's a lot of freaking buttons for movement mechanics in this game. Yeah. And that's probably where Um, they should be. That makes sense. It's just, um, I don't know, it just felt annoying to just be rolling around and being like, I have to be jumping. But also, if I'm really doing this optimally, I should just be always pressing this attack button no matter what. And I was just kind of like... I don't know. Yeah. It's like I think I had to manage. I, don't I know. remember being frustrated with that myself. Yeah. So. And it doesn't like, you know, like I, do, you know, I don't mean to go far with it. It's not like it really bothered me or anything like that. It's just I just was a little frustrated with it. I think, and it never fully. It never felt like the flow of the movement mechanics. It never really felt like that. Um, felt kind of in opposition almost sometimes, where you're like, I have to jump to this platform, but I have to destroy the thing on top of it before I get to the platform. So I'm sort of trying to use my thumb to both jump and attack at the same time and just sort of like a little little like weirdness but whatever we out here could it just be because of the cadence could be. like i i guess like the, the cadence of attacking versus the cadence of movement like the movement just feels so fluid and so like light mm-hmm. whereas the combat feels so heavy and like i don't know i'm just thinking when you hit something it's like like as it's going through so it's like maybe because you just have this rhythm going in your head and just that attacking motion kind of disrupts that rhythm in a little bit and just i don't know perhaps that just 
is enough to annoy you. Yeah. Maybe that does make a lot of sense. Like the, 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 the pacing or like the beat of the drum of the combat, if you're doing it right, is just like, and like the pace of the rest of the game, if you're doing it right, is like these beautiful like jumps and flourishes and this, that, and the other. And like, if you spam the jump, then you're going to burn your jump too early and you're not going to get the distance you want. And it felt like there was nothing more than like, if I could just have Elena sit over my shoulder and just hit the attack button at all times, it would be kind of annoying, but that would be optimal. Like never stop. <laughs> Literally just hit this button. Never stop. Um, so yeah, just a minor, minor quibble. But um, wow. Wow. Like how delightful a second half. I was going to ask us like, you know, because from a podcast theory perspective, you know, we played Celeste back in the day and we decided to only do one episode for it because it felt like it was going to be more of the same um, in a lot of ways. And we were curious to know if there was going to be more to talk about with that game. Um, and here, I, I think we felt similar, but we wanted to try like what would happen if we put a second episode out there. Like what would happen if we did beat the game? What would happen uh, if we did play more? Would Would we grow? Would the mechanics grow? Would the game grow? Would it grow on us? Would there be more to talk about? Um, I'm curious, just like, just off the cuff, like as people, as members of this podcast, like with say and stuff, like, what do you guys think about the fact that we decided to do another episode for this game, to beat this game, to not just, uh, stop halfway through after we'd experienced maybe the initial, uh, and the majority of the mechanics. I mean, I think it's really important to play this game through because, um, like where we decided to stop after the first episode was like right at getting the mechanic that really makes this game feel good. Um, and, 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 um, kind of unique and exciting. And, um, and so like, I feel like if we had stopped there, it would be like kind of not getting the payoff for the first part where you're learning, you're exploring, you're getting kind of the story and, um, and you're feeling kind of the weight that not having that mechanic um, feels in the game that then getting the mechanic is like the payoff for having done all that. It's, it's, um, and if you just had that mechanic from the beginning, it wouldn't be as rewarding, I think. Yeah, I, I think I would have felt a lot of players remorse if we tried to cram this into one week. Like if, if say... We came to this being like, okay, essentially we want to just get through the Ginso tree, but if you, you're feeling up to it, complete the game right. if you want to. Right. Or even more, like if we do it this if we did it the same way we did with Celeste, which is like play three hours of the game yeah. and then we'll just talk about that. Um, I would have had a lot of players remorse, mainly because the first three hours of this game were torture for me. Right. I hated the first three hours of this game because I was feeling frustrated. Um, and then just by the time I got to the sections where we needed to stop the first week, I was finally getting the hang of it and starting to like simmer down on <laughs> how much I hated the game a little bit. So like, you know, th this game would have probably suffered in my eyes if I hadn't done this second week, yeah. which I think is just important. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause like, in my eyes, it's not like it would have suffered. It's like it it could not possibly have done anything but suffer. And, like, not only that, like, I think there's a real possibility that, like, maybe none of us, I mean, maybe James or whatever, but, like, none of us would play more. 
And like, that's really robbing us of, I feel like even our own internal player growth that happened over the course of this game. Like it just robs, I feel like the game and us. Um, mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know. I think that's still an interesting topic for us to think about as we move forward with games or whatever. And, and some of them may not be feasible to beat, but it's like the second half of this game, like is the reward for the first half of this game in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Um, anything. So, what do we think about just about like the art style? And I, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about the the story. One thing I found interesting is after I finished the game, I went through the concept art of how this game looked in its earlier stages. And one thing that stuck out to me was that originally they had Ori looking like a just a little glowy white boy thing like going throughout the forest Ooh, really? yeah it looked like a i want to say like a devil child but only because <laughs> it was just like a boy with horns basically that had to go through all this maybe i can find a picture that i'll post to the instagram and the discord but um hmm. and they and i just find it interesting that that protagonist then transformed into what the character of Ori is. And I think it's to their benefit because I think part of this game's charm is that Ori is just so goddamn adorable. <laughs> like, right? Um, I, I just from... You Everything know, from, in this game is adorable. Exactly. Like Except from the anger bird. True. Anger bird is not all that great. But um, I mean, even I found the anger bird's babies to be in, adorable. Oh but, my um, God, they're so cute. <laughs> they are but uh but yeah like i i don't know like even just the character of ori like from when like you get hurt and it kind of like yell lets out this little yelp mm -hmm. and then like i one thing i just thought was so cute was when you're swimming and you come up for air yep. he gives this little gasp that just like maybe makes you go like i'm so sorry <laughs> like you can breathe i'll level up the fucking just... infinite breathability for you soon don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that that struck everybody else, um, what or or whatnot. But I I really think that you know that that um, evolution of what they were initially going for versus what they ended up with, like, only could benefit them in that case. Because mm. I don't think I could have found a cute devil boy to be as charming. Definitely not. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it looked like, obviously, beforehand, but all I can tell you is that wherever they landed was powerful. I feel like it was so powerful that it had all of us in its, like, magnetic grips, like, far before this episode, like, in a way that, like, I mean, I don't know, Zoe, did you own this already? Because I know I owned this game already, being like, I'll play it eventually, like, forever, because I just, the art style was so gripping. In all honesty, no, I wasn't going to play this game because I heard it was a difficult platformer and platformers just, I, I'll say platformers weren't my thing. I think this has honestly turned my, uh, turned my viewpoint on platformers because I don't know, people just say, oh, it's, it's beautiful. The music's great, but it's difficult. Yeah. And because I've conquered it, I kind of feel invincible, which I'll play Celeste and it'll quickly kick me back in my place, I feel. But like <laughs> this um, is a great entry into difficult platformers, in my yeah. opinion. 
Okay. Like this was my entry into difficult platformers, but that means that it's it's an easy difficult platformer. Um to me. Like yeah. it's but that's I mean that's like those people that are like, yeah, Dark Souls is an easy game. You just have to learn all the mechanics and then you just do everything and it's fine. And fuck it's like, guys. yeah, but also fuck you, you know? <laughs> it's like Dark Souls is a hard game, yeah. right? Um, there's a reason that most people play that game for like five minutes and then they're like, yeah. fuck this. But I would say like, um, actually on that concept, what's so interesting is that this game and Dark Souls are very similar. And we talk about Dark Souls forever. I'm not gonna hit the fucking horn. We're having a way too chill of a podcast for me to fucking come in here with the <laughs> horns. But, uh, I would consider them both to be in the concept of learning. Like, I don't know if you guys ever took any like fucking child psychology or even just psychology in general, but there's like this concept of scaffolding. Basically it's like once you've learned up to a certain point, if you can learn something within your grasp, then you can climb up there and then you can just keep doing that. So it's like one rung and a ladder at a time, but you can't do two and you can't do three and you can't do 10. But if, if for whatever reason, the challenges that are presented to you are within your reach, then you can slowly but surely improve. Like, um, and then you think of that on a grander scale, like this game being an easy, hard platformer is one that should you beat you will have like legitimately gone up a rung in platforming and skill and execution. And then maybe yes. you can sit there and look at the game and call it easy or whatever. And it's the same thing that if you beat Dark Souls, I feel like it's the same way. Like it's it's a rung on the ladder. So then once you beat it, you realize actually this is somewhat simplistic in some ways. And it is easy, quote unquote, to me now. But it's because you've you've gone up a rung. You know, you didn't just beat a game because you beat a game. You, you went up a rung. Uh I think that's what's so cool. I think that's like so. I think that's what I like love about just like hearing about people's ex like specifically Zoe's experience with this game. Is I'm like I feel like you went up a rung, and that's so cool. Like, like you can see more now. <laughs> you know, you can, you're just higher right. up now. Like you can play more games. That's also fucking cool. Like I feel like I don't know, man. I don't want to get all fucking misty eyed, but I think that's a really a powerful positive influence this podcast can have on people is to like take them out of their comfort zone. And I feel like myself included when it comes to platforms too. It's like, take me out of my comfort zone, but then get me to like just a slightly higher um, vantage point there. Maybe more than I would have gotten myself to, you know, I might've avoided mm. it. Um, but then you're there and it, it only leads to more enjoyment and more understanding. Like it's only a positive thing to go up the rung. So. Right. No, definitely. I mean, I will, I will admit to J James, part of the reason yeah. why I had us play an exhale week of golfing with your friends was because I was dreading playing this Sure. Game. Oh, and I, I knew that. <laughs> I understood that that was part of the reason why you had us play golfing with your friends, you know? And I was like, all right, so you need, you need the week? Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm forcing I'm you to play so this game glad. that you're afraid of, but... <laughs> If but you I, need the week, that's cool. Right. Exactly. I'm so <laughs> glad that one, you understand that. But also, like, I look back at that now and I'm like, wow, Zoe, you were so silly. Like, you didn't need a week. This would have been fine. But like, I, I think that, that just first, goes to show the first level week, of maturity. Yeah. You might have been like, fuck this game, we're not doing a second week. If at that point you tried to play through this game on on keyboard and mouse. True. Right. And, and that's true. all within the context of the podcast, as in even in the podcast where we all try to do our very best to stretch ourselves. But like, dude, on your own, 
Like imagine you just beat Mass Effect and for whatever reason, Ori goes on sale, you don't know much about it, you try it out in that week on your own. The chance of that thing getting put down and to never have had this experience in the game and outside of the game is really, really high. I know I did that. I played an hour of this game and I was like, no fucking way, dude. No fucking way. Um, so yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, I mean, do we want to talk about, like, I guess at the end, just... I, I want to say, like, did the story compel any of you at all? It didn't really compel me as much. It felt very simplistic. Um, didn't seem to have a lot of... Like, it, it had its conflict, but the conflict was, like, quickly resolved. Um, and then there's also that teaser at the end that I'm sure is, like, leading into Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, but, I mean... Was anybody like finding the story to be all that gripping and all that impactful? Or was it just, you know, as McCoy calls it, I think I know what McCoy will say is that it's just nice window dressing. Is that how you feel as well, James? Um, I mean, mostly, yes. I, I think that this game would not be nearly as fun without the kind of story um, and the kind of, I don't know, like melancholy uh emotional tone that it brings um i think that that's kind of a valuable portion of the game but it's also i mean the the meat and potatoes of it is not the story by any means yeah i mean i definitely would say like, you know, when addressing me, you definitely nailed me there. But I would say just on top of that, I'm always impressed with these games in that how much, not just these games, but I'm just impressed with um, humans' ability to communicate emotions, like, without words or without very many words, you know? Like, it's not necessarily deep, but there's clearly, like, you can feel an experience, and that's kind of, like, enough for this game. Like, you can kind of feel the sorrow in some instances. You can feel the loneliness. You can feel the triumph. And, like, that's kind of, like, enough. Like, you feel the bird's motivation, why it's so frustrated, um, why it's blind, right, with anger. Like, you can kind of, like, feel that stuff. It doesn't, it didn't have to go deeper, and it didn't, definitely didn't go deeper, but it, like, does, I feel like, get that stuff across, um, which is cool. Which is why, like, I don't know, I've never been one to be like, yeah, man, I, I watched this, um, like dance performance or something, you know, and it was super evocative emotionally. Like I have never really been able to do that, but I feel like that's not actually that so f far away from this kind of thing of like a communicating so much without words, but more with like evoking it with, with movement or something else. Um, so that's cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm in the same boat. Like it's, I, I feel like if this game had words to it, or at least English words for that matter. I feel very exactly. sad right now because my world is on fire. It's just like... <laughs> is, is that a fictitious language that they speak in the I'm game? fairly certain it's just some dude making noises, but... Okay. Yeah. It is not all language just like that. But I like didn't do any James. research to back up that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, I, I think it does 
I, I think it does add to just the overall mystery of the world and the fantasy of the world in that case. Like, I do think if it was like in plain English, it, I probably would not nearly be as impactful being like, you know, Ori, we must go to the to the fire temple <laughs> and we must vanquish the light. And I'd be like, yes, sane. Yes, we'll go. Ori, are you like, okay? Like, <laughs> Ori, wake up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I agree. And it just, it, it fit with like, you know what it is? Okay, hear me out on this. Music does the same thing. Music doesn't say it in English, but it like says it through some other means like it, it it and it can even in fact be very powerful but i feel like the impact of music in a lot of these games is powerful but it's like it's not subtle but it's just not so smashing you on the head with narrative like some games are where they just like say it out to you it's like a swell yeah. within your body i kind of feel like the story and the characters are like almost on the level of like slightly less the so but like similar to like music in what they add it's very below the surface that's just like a swell in your body it's not deep but it's 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 adding if that makes sense yeah, yeah. well sweet that completely makes sense i mean i was feeling like all sorts of emotions mm -hmm. like during like the music and like the chase oh my scenes god the, the music is amazing mm -hmm. Right, like I was getting kind of misty-eyed, just like as I'm escaping the Ginso tree and I'm escaping the ice world and I'm escaping all this stuff. I'm just like misty-eyed, like you can do it, Ori. Like I believe in you. Don't <laughs> like, die, don't Ori. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. I don't know. There is a certain emotion that the music brings to this game, Definitely. which again is like what I mean when I just say those segments are when I just feel like it's the creator vision just finally clicking where it's just like this is what they wanted to do yeah 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 so are we ready to rate this bad boy i think we're ready to rate this bad I boy think so i think so right. i think so it's crazy i actually fuck it so do you want to run that do you want to just point to people it's a crazy exercise that is very strange but um i i mean i'll go first hell yeah so I think there's going to be a couple of reasons for this ranking. One, because as much as it didn't click with me during Celeste, I feel like a whole new genre of gaming has opened up to me. And we've talked about how beautiful that is and how misty-eyed we get when we think about the impact of this podcast mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, I'm not a platformer person, or at least didn't think I was. And going into this, I was really kind of dragging my feet and being like no 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 we gotta play ori this week no, 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 grumble 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 like, Ooh, um, like <laughs> brandon brandon can attest you know brandon would say oh what are, what are you playing for the podcast i'm like we're playing ori in the blind flourish and i don't really want to play this game like but but boy was i wrong i was so wrong i immensely enjoyed this game um, you know, the, the beginning segments again, just felt really rough, but I think it just makes the overall impact of when you finally have all of your abilities and you're finally able to see that vision from the, from the creators, like it makes those moments all the more impactful. Um, 
great visuals, yeah. great music. You know, the story is simple, doesn't seem drawn out, doesn't seem like it's just trying to eke out those extra couple of hours. I spent 14 hours on this game total both uh, for the last two weeks. So averaging out to about seven hours a week. And it doesn't feel like that for me. It didn't feel like a grind ever. Um, it just felt so organic and so smooth. So I think this game gets a two thumbs up for me. I'm really happy about it. Um, beautiful game. 100%. Oh, actually, okay. So I would say I would recommend it to everyone. But I do want to like recommend it to people who are hesitant about playing platformers. I would say... Because this is described as a difficult platformer, I would agree with James in this weird sense that it's an easy, difficult platformer. It's a perfect introduction into the genre. And, you know, you will get frustrated, perhaps. Uh, in that case, I just say switch to controller. It's so much better. <laughs> what if they're um, already in controller, though? <laughs> then where do they go? But, but uh, you know... I, I would say just give this game a chance, at least, if you're so hesitant just because of the daunting nature of platformers in general. Just give it a chance, at least. Um, I'm really glad that I did. And look at me now. I'm giving it two thumbs up. Go me. All right. <laughs> like, Yeah, uh, that's that's my that's my two cents. How about uh, McCoy? How about you go? Okay. Yes, um, I will also give it a two thumbs up. I did not think in the first week that I was going to. I actually had a lot of difficulty transitioning from my training down, uh, down uh, training ground, uh, hyperbolic time chamber esque uh, game of Hollow Knight to this one. They control very differently. There's a lot of more momentum and floatiness, and it was just. It felt so wrong to me. Like, it felt so floaty, and I just struggled. Um, but when I got into that, eventually, and like I said, but you know, and we all said, when the game opened up on the second half, like, I really started to feel what it wanted to feel um, in terms of just the flow of it. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, like, cannot help but feel like this is a really, really great game. Like, like if, and that's awesome. Like, to me, I, I think... I'm starting to understand what I think about platformers and different platformers and comparing them to each other. And again, like I'll, you know, like I always just mentioned Hollow Knight as the comparison point, but that to me is the golden star of the genre so far. Um, hmm. And so it's an almost unfair comparison because it's like that game is just, I mean, it's one of the best games I've ever played and it's like not even close. Um, and so this game is really, really good. It's really, really good. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I really, really enjoyed that it ended without demanding more of me. And I really, really enjoyed just, like you guys are saying, everything coming together. Like, the vision just totally working in all these different pieces and these components. Um, it's awesome. It was really fun. I'm really glad I played this game. I'm really glad I'm capable of playing games like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who would I recommend this game to? Uh, yeah, so I guess just like listen to what Zoe said. She's on point with that. Um, but then adding to that, um, co come to this game as best you can with um, patience and with an attempt to solve things mentally first. Like if you're new at platformers, don't try to like 
just execute on the fly by pure muscle memory. Like try to be methodical and careful and maybe even slow at times. Like, you know, I'm going to need to extend this jump out and I'm going to need to focus on making sure I extend this jump out, then do the second jump then I'll hit this wall. Like just simple stuff like that, that if you mash and you let the chaos get to you, you you'll suffer and it'll definitely punish with you for that. But come to it with a, with a more methodical, like slow approach. And if you have that within you, you're like, cool, I'm willing to take up a challenge. If it's insane, I'll get, I'll put it down. But like, I'm willing to, to, to go up against a challenge. This game will definitely reward you and it will definitely build slowly upon itself in a way that you'll get way further than you thought you could. And that's super cool. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, cool. James, do you want to tell us, um, your amazingly enlightened nine playthrough experience of this game? And, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, totally. Um, my amazingly enlightened nine playthrough experience, uh, gives me a, I, I, it's a gold star. Mm. I, I adore this game. Um, I absolutely love the music. I love the visuals. Um, the story is sparse, but it's moving. Um, and the gameplay is uh, elegant and just exactly the sort of thing that I very much enjoy. Um, so that's that's it for me. I mean, you guys have said a lot that I also agree with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's just this like package of, of elegance and beauty. Um, and, uh, I'm so happy that I made you guys play it and, uh, got you into a platformer. Um, because I know that like nobody except me on the on the podcast was into platformers, and this was the game that that um, really got me excited about them. So yeah, maybe this opens up more platformers in the future. Hell, maybe I'll find a platformer for us all. To play. Yeah, I was actually going to ask if this yeah. like just quick roundtable on this. But I guess I'm mostly just asking. So I feel like James is just a straight yes on this, but. Should the time come for Ori, Will of the Wisps to make its rounds? Like, are you down for that? Are you excited for that to to come around? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we don't play it on the podcast, I'll certainly find time to play it on my own time. Um, Just because I I think it's just because of the uniqueness uniqueness of its mechanics. Where, like, I kind of want to play another platformer that has that cool, like, jump in midair off enemy projectile mechanic. Mm-hmm. That That is so unique mm-hmm. to this genre. And it was so fun. Uh, so I just want so, more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, um, I played a bit of Ori and the Will of the Wisps earlier this year. And, um... I decided, and I was, I was seriously thinking about not playing it myself and, um, having the podcast all play that game instead. Uh, and I decided against it. And the reason that I did that was because they actually, they change a lot in that game. Um, do they get rid of that mechanic? Uh, should I answer that question? Maybe to start? Okay, actually don't. Yeah. Okay. It's different. (laughs) Right. Okay. 
they they changed things. Uh, it's still fundamentally it's an Ori in the Blind Forest game. So take that comment as you will. But I wanted the baseline of this game so that we could actually have an intelligent discussion about the changes and whether we thought that they were good or not. Um, and um, but I really enjoyed what I played. I just wanted to have that conversation with you uh, guys and not the our platformers worth our time conversation. Right. <laughs> totally. And I feel like we've finally maybe put that one to rest a little bit. I, I, I actually think, James, it's going to come back around on some games. I definitely think you could find a platform that doesn't agree with me or I don't agree with it. I think it's maybe a better way to put it where I'll just tell you, dude, I don't know if this is for me. The best ones are awesome and I'm really glad I can enjoy them. But this one, man, fuck this one. But like there's an opening there for some, some more games to trickle in and, and definitely maybe this next Ori one. So that's, that's cool. And actually, you know, we can officially announce on the podcast, James is going to be on vacation for two weeks. And so we're going to actually play Ori. Well, <laughs> for the two weeks. That he's <laughs> Just, All right. Fuck you guys. Ultimate, fuck you. <laughs> oh God. Oh can no. You imagine? Oh, I would cry. Oh my God. Oh, okay. my God. Um, awesome yeah <laughs> sorry I'm, i didn't mean to derail maybe i did i probably did but you know we out here oh um, that's so fucking yeah fun, cool dude. uh thanks everyone for for getting uh for going on this journey with us uh and especially anyone yeah. who's curious about this game you know i could look i could see myself personally i just know the way i listen to podcasts about certain games this is not a game that i'm worried about being spoiled really it's not a game that i would be worried about listening to something about it like listening to a review or watching a review or watching you know listening to a podcast or whatever uh before i played it and actually so i could see people who haven't played this game like sitting there and, and being like I'm, I'm more i'm curious about it you know i've heard about it a lot of people seem to like it it has this elegance to it is it worth it and so i'm really yeah yeah there's i see what people are yeah. talking about now <laughs> there is value here this is a great game so cool man i think we might be at the end i think we did it I think so. I think we did. Whew. I think we did it. Wow. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening. James, have a wonderful vacation these next two weeks. We'll hold down the fort here without you. Thank yeah. You. We're going to try to figure out a list of either scary games or just games that James would hate. So, you know, <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> exactly. So stay tuned I appreciate for that. that. Yeah, yeah. And until then, everyone take care. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. Mm. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Mm.